Blog Talk Radio. Taylor Swift's album is number one, boosted by song sales where fans could buy a copy of the song Cardigan along with an actual cardigan. Future Swift tunes include Sneakers, Toothpaste, and Bar of Gold. I'm Brett Singer. This is my show. Brett from the Bunker is back, baby. We took a little break, but we're back. It is Wednesday. It is August 5th. It is the year 2020. It's still 2020, everybody. Isn't this exciting? Isn't it great? Isn't 2020 the best? Don't we love 2020? Today we're going to talk about Twitter. We've got Rebecca. We've got Steve. We've got Ariel. And um, we're going to talk about Twitter. They're all kind of crushing it, and I'm kind of not. So maybe they can help me. We'll see. So uh, let's go around the room. Steve, where are you? How are you doing? I I am in the place that is definitely not crushing it on Twitter. Wherever that location <laughs> is, is where I am. I I am not. I I'm actually coming on to hear Rebecca and Ariel as well. Hopefully they'll give us some good tips. Cause, uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, Ariel, I think you're doing pretty well on Twitter. Yeah, I am. I mean, Steve has what five times as many followers as me. But yeah, sure, I'm the one crushing it. <laughs> All right, we'll get in, we'll get but into my, that. We'll. Do- Mm. Hold on, we'll get into that. Now, Rebecca, whom we all (laughs) worship, Rebecca, the queen of Twitter, how are you? Uh, I'm not the queen of Twitter, but (laughs) I would be like Alex Red or like Rachel Elizabeth. Okay, they are, um, could you be the princess of Twitter? You're not the queen? We're all so humble. You really are. I I, got to tell you. As a guy who's happy if he gets five likes, that and that would be me. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you're all killing it. You're all going. You're all so doing so much better than I am. But, but I think one one reason though is I think that you put in the time. So like Ariel, how much time do you spend on Twitter? I uh, haven't examined that because it's too much. Uh, Yeah, I uh, you know. How much time are you guys putting in? Do you think I, I know how much time I'm putting in relative to the other people on this call? Well, well, so what is that? But what is that? Do so you say it? So I mean, when I say how much time are you putting in, is the answer all of it? I mean, I had the first like recently, so when I could go to the park or whatever, I had the first day where I was like, I think I spent the entire day on Twitter. But that's really not, that's not usual. I mean, like, you know, yeah. When I kind of dip, dip my toe in. Day on yeah, yeah, what was that like, spending the whole day on Twitter? Uh, not good. I was, I was mostly just, like, reading what other people wrote and, like, commenting. I'm also very, uh, uh, you know, whatever the algorithm chooses to, to, like, show me, if it's, like, not offensive, I will probably like it. I think, you know, I'm a, I think it, you know, it makes people happy when you like their things, so you should just do it. <laughs> it makes people happy I'm, when you like their things. Okay. So, yeah. what, so is, are you, are you on there liking things in the hopes that people will like your things? Um, uh, sorry, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. 
sorry, I forgot I had a, a call with a friend scheduled. I'll, I'll, let me text him. Okay. But, uh, no, I, like, I... So I haven't found... I haven't found that liking other people's things leads them to liking mine. I do find that commenting on people's things leads them to interacting with my posts. So it feels like taking the time to comment on something, especially if you have something insightful, not just like, ha, 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 or, uh, wow, this is great, but like a joke back on their joke or, um, and, uh, you know, a thoughtful comment, like, you know, hey, you know, this really touched me. I have a story with blah, blah, blah. That'll get me something. Um, if I like other people's stuff a lot, eventually they might follow me back if they're a bigger personality and they notice that I like a lot of their stuff. Like, Jenny Hogan just liked me back after a while. I don't know her, but she seems to have a pretty big Twitter following. Okay, that's interesting. Um, now, Rebecca, as the person who I believe is doing the best, um, yeah. do you find Twitter activity correlates into uh, – like activity breeds activity. Like if you're if you're active on there, then that will get you um, some likes. Um. Yeah. I mean, I think I like got my like first big boost by like posting a status that said like, "Is anybody up for a little mutual masturbation? If you like my tweets, I'll like yours." And uh, like a bunch of people liked my tweet, and then I like liked like five or six of theirs back. Uh, and, like, I don't know, uh, like, I think it was probably, like, a stupid strategy because Twitter, like, blocked my account for a while. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think people like it when you interact with them. Do you want to explain um, why Twitter blocked your account just, for was, people yeah, that are listening? Thank, thank you, Steve. Uh, yes, I was cur- I'm also curious. <laughs> no <about> problem. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, why did Twitter why block did Twitter- you? Oh, um... I think they I liked so many tweets from so many like different accounts that they registered it as like spam activity. Um, which is funny because like I also like one of my like friends like commented that I like never liked his tweets. So I like made a list on Twitter of like everyone that I knew personally and I, I just like went down and liked like fifty or so of their tweets and it, it did the same thing. Like it re- registered them as like unrelated. And it's like no, these are related by my friendship. <laughs> now, you said all other accounts. You have more than one account? You mentioned no, something about having other accounts. I do. I mean, I do have other no, she's, accounts. But... She's talking about her friend's accounts. Yes, yeah. I understand that. But she but she said something about, when, about being um, blocked, and she said it was coming from different accounts. No, because I liked too many tweets from unrelated accounts. Oh, okay. Like, they can tell, like, that we're all comedy accounts, but, like, if you're an account that tweets mostly about football, then it's like, hey, why did you like a tweet about football and comedy and, like, uh, sport? I don't know. See, that's a problem. I mean, also... I, I'm very ADD with my with my tweeting. I mean, I it, it's mostly comedy, but the truth is, like, I like football. I like comic books. I like there's a lot of different things that I like, and so my Twitter is a little all over the place. So I could see. So yeah. I I think that's interesting. That kind of wants you to be on brand, and I actually think probably the best accounts really are. They I would say. I mean, 
you know, certainly you look at someone like Sarah Cooper, who is, who is of course, you know, super famous now, but you know, she does one thing and she does it really, really well. And I, th- and I think that probably helps. Now I don't, at this point it wouldn't matter because she's so well, she's so beloved at this point, but um, I think even, you know, accounts that aren't quite as big, uh, they tend to be, they tend to have a tone, right? Yeah. Like for example, I, uh, really 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 love the real housewives and i tried so hard to like make it on real housewives twitter but that's just like not the lane like my followers have me in so i'm just on tweeting it and i just watch it like tv <laughs> you're not tweeting the housewives anymore what no that's crazy so think- sacrilege if you wanted to tweet about the Real Housewives, I think you like should make a separate account for that. I mean, I'm that serious. Would, that would never, we... None of this would ever have occurred to me. I mean, I feel like this you know, to do well on Twitter, it takes it takes work, right? Like you can't you can't just kind of dip your toe in every now and then and hope to you know routinely get a hundred likes. Like you've got to put some time in. You you can. There are people that can do that, but it's not very likely. The people that seem to achieve success are pretty consistent. Um, I see them posting three times a day, uh, every single day. But there are a few people that Rebecca pointed out to me uh, that post maybe like three or four times a week and just savagely destroy it. Their followers are just waiting for them to post something, and they get a bunch of likes and retweets. Hey, Steve, are you on speakerphone? Uh, I'm on headphones, yeah. Okay, because you were kind of echoey. I can go to normal phone. Thank you. Sorry about that. That's all right. Um, um, so that so that's yeah, interesting. Think- so obviously, I mean, there's always going to be exceptions, but I would say that as a rule, the people who kind of stay in their lane and do the, you know post three times a day and interact and do all of those things are the people who do the best. I mean, that, that seems to be that seems to be fair. Uh, I think, like, there's a difference, too, between people that are just sort of normal people like us and then people that have, like, some kind of TV fame. And then also people who are friends with people, like, who have powerful Twitter accounts. Yeah, Yeah, that's um, that's really interesting, too. Um, I I don't know if you guys know uh, Ivan Arguello. Um, He's a uh, Brooklyn comic, great guy. I was running a show in Manhattan for a while. And I started noticing that he would get tons of likes, you know, not tons, but like in the hundreds on some of his tweets. And I reached out to him and I was like, hey, what are you doing differently recently? You went from like 20 to like 200 likes on tweets. And he goes, oh, I haven't done anything. One of my friends is famous. And anytime he comments on my post, it goes up really high. And now it's gotten to the point where because he's getting those other, those comments, those people that are liking it are starting to follow him. And now he's going from 20 likes a post to 50 likes a post, whether or not anybody, you know, any, any of his friends comment on it. I want right, famous yeah. friends. I want famous <laughs> friends to like my tweets and put me in their comments and do all of that. That's it. That sounds fun. See, this is the thing. I think, what do you feel like you get out of, get you know getting any kind of twitter success like what what is the benefit i mean because i because the thing is like i want it but at the same time there's i don't know how much i'm how much work i'm really willing to put in 
because I don't I, I have trouble seeing what the immediate benefit is. Obviously, you know, if you're Sarah Cooper, there's clear benefit, you know, but I don't but I, I'm not doing anything that clever. Like I'm just I'm just tweeting, you know, dopey jokes. So I'm unlikely well, to blow up in that way. I think the primary reason, honestly, right now is dopamine. But like long term, like I'm, <laughs> I'm building an audience. Like I think, you know, by the time, uh, you know, consistent travel will be a thing, I would be able to set up maybe uh, like a like a small tour to like with uh, connections I've made on Twitter. That's like a thing I've been really? thinking about. You, yeah. You think you've got I that mean, much of an audience? I mean, that much of an audience. Not well, I mean, you say you set like, up a small tour. I would think that you'd have a pretty good audience, right? I would say, I think I have like dedicated connections who would use their local connections to like, come to a show. Oh, so people and people again, you've met on Twitter that are in various markets. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Again, not yet. Just down the road. Okay. Well, that makes yeah, sense. Okay, that's a good goal. Yeah. But that being said, I have seen some Twitter followers of uh, Rebecca Ariel and now and now mine as well. You You kind of end up sharing them if you're posting back and forth with your friends. And they'll show up to watch virtual shows. And uh, these are people in L.A., in the New York area, and other, other markets throughout the U.S. And, I mean, that's huge. If you can say, hey, I'm coming to Milwaukee, and I've got Twitter followers that will come out to see my show, you know, how, uh, how, many, uh, how many tickets – does a club really need to sell to have you come and do, you know, 10 or 15 minutes? If they know you're going to bring 10 audience members, they're probably more than happy to, Mm -hmm. you know, give you a 10 minute set. Interesting. Exactly. That's a, that's a tangible benefit. I can see that as being purposeful. That makes, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Which I think is what Ariel's saying too, just building that. And then you have, you know, that one person out there and they've got five friends. And then afterwards they buy you a a glass of wine. But uh, I didn't be interested to hear what Rebecca's thoughts are. Um, Well, I love that Steve thinks he has 10 followers in Milwaukee. That's a very specific. Um, I, I do. I do have 10 followers in Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm treating in-person stand-up like it's never going to come back just for my personal sanity right now. But I've, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm focusing on, like, using Twitter just for fun to, like, get, like, dopamine, as Ariel said, and to, um, you know, connect with people that I, like, wouldn't normally get to. Uh, And I've also been marketing my services as, like, a tutor. And, like, I started doing some classes. And, you know, people have been coming out to my Zoom shows, which is very nice. So there you go. So you you set up classes. And people came to the class as a result, you know, from the Twitter, right? Um, right. I sold a stand-up, like five spots on a stand-up comedy workshop to people from Instagram and Twitter. 
Okay, but that's money. I mean, that's a, that's a direct correlation between I have I have Twitter followers and I can use I can monetize that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, saying you're monetizing people sounds harsh, but yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to be, to talk, you know, in full full on marketing speak. I'm not, right. but but you were you were able to if you if you had my Twitter following, you would probably not be able to do that. Um, I think having a following on Twitter helps definitely. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I just did like a a few hours of video tutoring yesterday with a a stranger from like from Twitter. Okay. So there you go. That makes that makes that's something. So you have something you have something that you can offer them um that you know help that help helps you eat. I think that's fair. That makes that makes a certain amount of sense. What okay. makes a good tweet? What is it what are the elements of a good tweet? Uh I think like brevity and like something that makes you go like, huh, that's interesting. Something that inspires potential. So is it fair to say that vague is good? Um, I think vague can sometimes be good. You know, because I mean, a lot of the a lot of the things that work on Twitter are things that I look at and I just don't get. I just say, "Wow, that's not a joke in the way that I think of a joke." You know, but it but it but it kills on Twitter. Like it goes, you know, and I I often feel like I'm missing something. Like there's just like. And I'm not talking about like a clever turn of phrase or something or something like that, or even just something where I happen to just not think it's funny. I mean, where I I genuinely feel like it's a different language. Like there are there are, there are entire accounts that my kids have shown me, where they're like, "Here, look at this. This is hilarious." And I'm like, "I don't know what this person is talking about." Like, I you know, this is someone who's destroying on Twitter. Like one of one of your bigger Twitter accounts. I can't remember what it is now, of course, but it was just. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. And I feel like an old man and I feel like I'm, I'm sitting there yelling at a cloud, but I, I, but I kind of wish that I could make my brain think more like that because then maybe I could make tweets that that actually get likes. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. You mentioned, Steve, you go first. I I think that there's uh, a, a weird boundary that you have to cross to the point where your tweets, the tweets that you're already doing, Brett, which are, you know, dumb and funny in the same way that these people that are getting lots of likes are dumb and funny, is the interaction. I think that if you spend the time on the interaction with comments, you know, create a list with people that you like, start liking their tweets to get their attention, that you start getting attention back on your tweets and you start showing up more in their algorithm right away. Um, I noticed that when I was really paying attention to it about a month and a half ago, before I came back up to New York, I was getting immediate interaction from people. Then I, I ran into a time period for about three weeks where I really didn't pay any attention to Twitter. And now I've come back and it's been a slow, painful slog to get things back up. But I think that once you start getting attention from other people and you're consistent on there, you'll keep popping up in their algorithm, Brett, and your jokes that seem dumb to you will get just as much attention as your smart jokes because people just like reacting with you. They're not even necessarily looking for something clever all the time. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, not knocking I, it. I'm just I'm just sort of pointing out that I do feel like there's a di- that uh, in some ways there there's a difference. There, there's a difference in the language. Okay. I guess is oh, what, yeah. I'm, I'm, just what saying, I'm saying. I'm saying some of your tweets are just as dumb as some celebrities' tweets, and they deserve. <laughs> oh, <this>. thank <laughs> you, Steve. That's so nice. I want that on a T-shirt. That was so sweet, Ariel. What, what were you? Might be say? a little bit long for. I was just Sorry. thinking about like early on. It, we've mentioned her several times, but uh, it, early on in Sarah Cooper's uh, uh, rise to fame, when uh, Jerry Seinfeld was talking about why he retweeted her, and he said it didn't feel like it felt like something she had to do for her her videos, right? Right. Uh, and I think if you try to be like a different person on Twitter, that's not helpful. Like it, micro blogging is in uh, the the title of Twitter. It's about finding the people who will specifically connect with your material. It's not about trying to be someone else. I think Steve is right that interaction is important, but like I don't know, trying to trying to understand drill. Drill. That was the one. It was drill. That was exactly who it was. That's so funny. That's that's literally who I was talking about. Uh, Like, I don't think that's going to be as helpful as uh, figuring out who the audience for your tweets are and interacting with those people. And that's something I hear throughout art is if you want a following – it's about finding your voice and finding your audience for your voice, not trying to change your voice and be someone else, which is really difficult for me. I constantly see some other artists and I'm like, oh, I want to be them. I like how John Mulaney says things. I want to do it more like him. And that's, that's wrong of me. And also, it's, it's also just not going to be successful. <laughs> I yeah. don't know, or at least it shouldn't be. I just want to read this this drill tweet. The DJ just said he ran a man over with his car and did a hit and run four year ago, and he's crying now. That has fourteen thousand likes. I don't know what this person is talking about. I, I genuinely don't. Like I just I, I'm not I, laughing I, I, because I get it either. I'm just laughing because of the tone of voice you read it. <laughs> I just maybe that's what I should do. Maybe I should do videos of me reading drill tweets. Maybe that would be good. Honestly, I would watch. <laughs> Go to www.info.men to learn how to recite the men's prayer to help out to help put a gun in COVID-19's mouth. That's disturbing. I don't know what he's talking about. And I'm saying he. I mean, it's because you've got a picture of a guy there. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a guy. What were you going to say, Rebecca? Yes, Rebecca, go ahead. Oh, um... I mean, I think, like, once you have, like, a certain number of followers, you can, like, tweet anything, and it'll get a certain amount of likes. Yes. No, I'm sure that's but, true. I'm sure that's true. Um, so I get a little lost on Twitter. I, I tend to, like, it sort of shows me what it shows me. But you're saying I could make a list. So, so how would that work? I go, into, I go into lists, and then I make a list, and then I can go click on that, and it's only going to show me tweets from those people. Yeah. Oh, I need to do that. I need to do that with you guys. I was going in manually and looking you all up. That was not smart. Yeah, that's that's still how yeah, I. Yeah, you do could it, save like I... ten seconds. 
Well, but it's not. But it's not ten <laughs> seconds because because for me, what happens with me? This is this is my particular strand of ADD. I will go in there and I last about a second before something somebody starts to pull my eye. So like I'll look up Ariel and I'll start to like her. I'll start to like her tweets, but then something else will ping and something else will ping, and then you know, and then twenty minutes have gone by and I don't even know what happened. Like it's really, like it's really, it's it takes real discipline for me to sort of focus on you guys and to just go through your tweets. It would be a lot easier if I could click on a list and it just shows me only your tweets, and then I just go down the list and I start liking them and then interact and do you know whatever else. Um, no, that, that was too weird. <laughs> uh, no, I, no, I, 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 that's very relatable. No, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I just I spend more time on Facebook, which is which I do also consider to be a giant time suck. But that's because I have become in that weird way that we all become addicted to these things. Like I'm sort of weirdly addicted to Facebook, and I'm trying to kind of spend more time on Twitter. Like I feel like maybe on Twitter I could get a little more, you know, if the, in the time that I'm going to sit staring at my phone, which it seems to be is that's a thing that's just going to happen. And there doesn't seem to be anything I could do about it. Um, I, I, I also just put my phone in another room if I have to get things done, like if I have a writing project or something. But, you know, there's that pull. You know what I mean? There's that, that, that yank that you feel that try to get you back on your phone, get back on your phone, get back on your phone. So some of that time I'm wondering if maybe I could spend on Twitter and maybe I, maybe I can get a little more of the, uh, the dopamine that you guys get. There's also what nothing wrong with deciding to focus on Facebook instead of Twitter. Um, I feel like it's not like Facebook, Facebook kind of is what it is. I don't do much interacting on Facebook. See, I don't want to have a comment come back to bite me. Like, so, which, so I'm a little hesitant to comment on things with anything that's too deep. I don't want somebody to pull out a comment that I say and be like, Hey, guess what? You know, like I'm very careful with my tweets. I'm very careful with what I put up on Facebook. Um, I just, I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's something that I've seen happen, and I guess I've only seen it happen to really famous people. So maybe I'm thinking a little too highly of myself. But I do think that I would I would be really sad if something I said on social media, you know, came back to haunt me at some time sometime in the future. Do you guys ever worry about that? I, I just want to go back to uh, Rebecca uh, mentioning Facebook. Um, I I don't think that Facebook is really useful for what we're trying to do. I feel like they've really monetized it in a way that unless you are friends with someone, if you make a funny post, only your friends are going to see it. And a very small group of your friends are going to see it unless it explodes. Whereas with Twitter, I feel like people I would never have ever met are going to Mm -hmm. see it. And that allows me to get what we were talking about earlier, which are those possible people that are just looking for comedy. Um, I also don't find that Instagram's really effective anymore for getting people that I don't know to see my stuff. I find that Twitter's the only place where I can like meet new people that want comedy. Do you do you disagree with that, Rebecca? Um, well, I think uh, your like your the network of your friends is called like your organic network, and I I think like while your well most people's organic networks are smaller than like potential strangers, uh, they are more interested in you as a person. So like it's easier to get them to engage with you. Sure. Uh, But I, my organic network of people are comics and comics coming to see my shows isn't really helpful for me. I want, um, you know, office workers 
my friend, uh, my friend Michelle, who has Divorce Show Diaries, specifically goes after divorce lawyers who then get their clients to come see shows. And I don't feel like Facebook would be a really effective place to do that. She's using uh, TikTok and Instagram to do it. Um. I mean, I've gotten people yeah, off Instagram. I, I, not, not I've gotten people off Instagram, not so much for shows, but um, just in terms of getting people I don't know to actually like what I post. But when I do something that has a good hashtag, that's what I found with Instagram. Yeah. Is, is you, you know, I, if I post I, if I post something about Star Trek, which is a thing that I would do, then <laughs> I I post the, I post the right Star Trek tag. Uh, hashtag, and then I will, you know, it'll blow up. Like I could, I could go from, you know, from two likes to a hundred likes pretty easily, but you know, th- but that's very targeted. And I don't think those people, and those people aren't translating into followers. I have been picking up more right. and more followers on Instagram lately, and I'm really not sure why. Like it's just sort of a little bit here and there. I get, I'm doing a lot of shows and I'm putting my, I'm doing, being really good about pushing my Instagram handle. Maybe I should push my, my Twitter handle too. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can put your Twitter handle in your Instagram bio, and vice versa. Oh, in my Instagram bio. Okay, that makes sense. I, it, t- it tends to be for a show because I've got the Monday show all the time that I'm always promoting. So right. I, I, it's unclear to me what what that does, but I do know that people people come, and I just don't know where they're coming from. So I feel like I have to keep doing what I'm doing because it would make me sad if people stopped coming to the show. But that's that is that is the uh, that is sort of a general watchword that it was, we always want people coming to our shows. That's just a general thing. Um, all right, so um, I'm starting I've to see. Started I'm using Linktree. Linktree. What is this Linktree? I, I just want to throw yeah, Linktree. So it's another website that basically allows you to have a profile on there, and it tells you how many views you're getting, and you can put all of your URLs there. So link Linktree backslash Monkey in Heaven is mine. And you can find my YouTube page, my Facebook, my Instagram, you know, anything that I want people to find on there. So it'll tell, you how, it'll tell you how many clicks it's getting? Uh, it lets you know how many clicks you're getting. But I put that up on my Twitter and my Instagram. People can uh, go there and see my, you know, my comedy Facebook page, my work Facebook page, my YouTube um, tickets to my shows, stuff like that. And so you can change what the link is because it's always it's always the same uh, URL. I've got ten links up there, and I can move them. So right now the YouTube is at the top, and the free tickets for WTF Steve, and then I've got business stuff after the comedy stuff. It's also useful because none of us are at have the amount of Instagram followers you would need, uh, I don't think, to swipe up on stories to get individual links, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, when you say link in bio, basically it means you can have multiple links in your bio. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so when you click link tree, it's going to open up multiple things. It, yeah, I've like got a, 10 different links on that. Oh, so, but that seems a little annoying. So if I click on your link tree, it's going to open 10 pages? No. No, it's, it's open one up page, up. and there's buttons to just 10 different links. Oh, interesting. Press. Okay, so it's like it goes to a website, and then, and, then it tells, and then it tells you who follows the various links. Yeah, if you go to L-I-N-K-R dot T-E, uh, sorry, L-I-N-K-R <laughs> L-I-N-K-T-R dot 
ee backslash monkey in heaven. You'll see there Mario you and YouTube. You you oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Interesting. LinkedIn. Who uses LinkedIn? My God. Um, people who need jobs. Business Instagram, so Facebook people. personal, comedy Facebook page, <laughs> well, comedy Instagram. Busy, busy, monkey in I heaven. Just, oh, my God. I just go, you have so many, pa- you have so just, many links. So many links. It's so exciting. Yeah. Yes, go on. The, the LinkedIn is very interesting. Um, I've been on a couple of shows where the entire audience came from LinkedIn posts. So if you can no, get I know, a good I know LinkedIn following, I know people but for use comedy, it. I, I, I didn't. I had no idea until recently that people were using it for comedy. I was shocked. I think there's probably if there's a social media outlet, you know, I mean, remember when TikTok was just for kids? I mean, I you know, obviously that you know that was different. But remember, remember when when Neil Nanda was talking about um about TikTok, and we were like, what? Like, why would a comedian be on TikTok? And, you know, now, since, since quarantine, every comedian is on TikTok except me. So okay. it's, yeah, I, I, just, I just don't, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's sort of a work thing. Like, the thing about Twitter, like, Twitter's, Twitter's pretty easy. You just sort of write your thing, and you put it up there. You can schedule, whatever, but it's not that bad. TikTok requires a decent amount of video editing, and I just don't think I have the wherewithal to do that. Now, I did just get a green screen. So that might be fun. I might I might want to do something with that. But I just, you know, right this minute, I just feel like I don't know that I'm going to be able to put the time in. Um, and it's just time for it to get banned. So, you know, that'll be exciting. <laughs> I don't really think it's going to get banned. I don't really think it's going to get banned. But um, so, all right, so, we've, we've, so I need to make a list. That's the first thing I need to do. Um, I need to be myself on Twitter, right? That's, that's, that was one of the pieces of advice. You need mm-hmm. to be yourself. So that's exciting. Um, what else can we, what else can we say about Twitter? So I, I'm still hung up on how much time. Now, Ariel, you sound like you spend a lot of time. Rebecca, how much time do you spend on Twitter? Um, I probably spend like about an hour a day. That's it? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to cut back a little bit. Anyone else surprised by that? I would have thought, I would have thought you spent more time than that just based on what I see. Like when I, when I, when I hit up Twitter, it, there's a lot of tweeting from you and there's a lot of, and there's a lot of interaction. I don't yeah, think that you, sorry, Rebecca, yeah, did you see, start see, out with a lot, Rebecca like a lot more intense? Well, no, I just want to ask Rebecca, did you start out with a lot more intense, like a lot more time on there? And now that you've started to blow up on there, you don't have to spend as much time to interact and get stuff going. Um, yeah, like towards like the start of quarantine, I was probably spending more like three to five hours a day on Twitter. Um, and, you know, I, I've kind of cut back a, a little bit. Um, and like, you know, my, my like, uh, interaction has like dropped off a, a little bit, but I, I think I'm like at a point where I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't need to get like a hundred likes every single tweet. Um, I mean, it's also, like, it's interesting what you mean by spending time on Twitter, because, like, I think we all uh, schedule tweets. Is that a secret that I'm allowed to reveal? I'm not, I'm not scheduling tweets anymore. Uh, You're not? Okay. Uh, wait, I'm just why, is schedule, wait, why is scheduling, why would scheduling tweets be something that you wouldn't want to reveal? Is that, is that a secret? I was interested in, <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, I, I don't have a problem with it, but uh, 
I, I, I open some... these scheduled tweets and I tell women that I'm on dates with that I do it. I don't I don't keep it hidden. You tell yeah. women that you're on dates with. What what is the connection there? I was just trying to make a joke that I don't hide. It was just a joke. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna go on. Hi, my, hi, my name's Steve. I do yoga and I schedule my tweets. But I feel like exactly. Rebecca was about to say something. Yes, let oh, us not I, interrupt Rebecca. <laughs> you can interrupt me. Um, no, I don't know. I just, um, you know, I'm scared that I'll like do something like Tennessee, sure, stupid, uh, and then like there will be a big shooting in like Tennessee or something. And I don't know, um, or like, uh, you know, it, it just seems like the national mood could like shift at like any second. So I don't want to have like a tweet scheduled out a week about like a vibrator or something that I've like forgotten about. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what about yeah. politics? What about politics? I know, Ariel, you're willing to tip your toe into that. Steve, I think you are too. <laughs> Rebecca, I don't, I don't, I can't remember. Um, I don't. I don't really follow politics because it just makes me feel like sad. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, I am following politics. I just don't want to talk about it. Okay. I mean, do you, what uh, about uh, Ariel and Steve? Do you guys feel like you, is, is there anything you stay away from or is there, you know, anything that you do intentionally go for, go towards in terms of political content? I mean, I'm a very Stupid. political uh, <laughs> Sorry, Steve, you go. No, I, my my, you know, stuff is just I go after stuff that's stupid, and then I make it more stupid. Well, politics would certainly be that's right it. for that. Yeah, I just I just magnify the stupidity by being more stupid about politics. I think Ariel, you're a lot more nuanced. I mean, I'm I'm also like a lot more angry <laughs> as a person. I don't, I sometimes I wonder about my Twitter followers. They must think I'm just like a giant ball of rage some days when I'm like, you know, not the only facet of my personality. But anger does sell on the on Twitter. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't know. I I used to be pretty paranoid about uh, tweeting things, uh, but now I just figure. Uh, if I think something and it's, it doesn't even honestly always have to be funny, just either funny and or smart, I'll just say it. There's nothing, there's no like third rail for me, I guess. Which, yeah, because uh, I mean, that, cause, because that is, I mean, political Twitter, obviously, and again, not to, uh, not to keep bringing her up, but she's so monstrously successful and some of us know her, Sarah Cooper. Um, she obviously made her bones doing doing political stuff, and it was it was in a very clever way, and it was very very funny. But you know she but she also she also gets into you know actual comments on what's going on, and it feels very organic. It doesn't feel forced at all. Um, one of the nice things about her success is, is is I honestly feel like it's not it's not like I'm looking at it and like why that like why does anybody yeah. care about this like because it's it's it, it was really good it was really clever it was well timed it was you know it was it was well done yeah. so you know she's talented so it's not like like there are certainly things like like I'm looking at drill and I'm like I genuinely don't understand what he's talking about 
but obviously there's something I'm missing because because tons of people love it. You know, my son is like, this is hilarious. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, whereas if someone, you know, someone showed me the thing that Sarah was doing, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense. This is really, this is really cool. So that's right. really good. I mean, yeah. um, but I, but I would say that maybe there is some benefit to sort of going there. You know, that it's not, maybe not such a bad thing. I st- I tend to stay away from it. But maybe that maybe that's wrong. Maybe you should go. Maybe you should actually get into it. I mean, like another thing that uh, it. I mean, I think it's a deficit of Twitter uh, as a platform, but it definitely uh, is set up to show you uh, people that you agree with. Mm. And uh, if you don't, if you, like you do need to kind of like you can use that to your advantage if you have strong opinions in one arena that you will then get other people who have similar strong opinions in that area. Uh, that's not really like a way I consciously think about it. I just have thoughts and then I share them like a week later. <laughs> wait, 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 hang on. What do you mean you share them a week later? It's what, isn't the I thing to do, do to get it all out there? I do schedule tweets because For me, scheduling tweets is more of a time management thing because sometimes I'll think of six tweets one day and another day I won't think about Twitter at all. And it's nice to space them out so that you have more of a consistent response. See, I used to to just tweet – at will is, uh, you know, and this is, I mean, I've been on Twitter, I don't want to say since it started, but almost since it started. And I used to use it just to promote my writing. This is when I was, uh, when I was a blogger for various platforms, AOL, Babbel. Mm-hmm. And I would just push out whatever, you know, and it was, I never paid any attention to it. I would literally just tweet it as it was one, I had a list of things that I did every single time I wrote a post and that was one of them. Um, and then I started using it as a way to, and this is before I was a comedian, I would get it to, I just tried out jokes. I was like, Hey, let's try out this joke. But I never even looked at it. I just sort of was like, Hey, here you go. Here's a joke. Let's see if anybody cares. Um, and now I think about it, thanks in large part to you guys, I think about it a little more in terms of scheduling and let's space the tweets out. Let's not do two tweets right now, you know, back to back. Cause, and I have noticed that you get it, that I, as little attention as I get, I get even less attention if I schedule, if I do them right, right back to back. So it actually does help to space them out. Um, I find the scheduling to be good. Also, if you, you can write them in advance, is it's not just if something occurs to you. It's like if something occurs to you, put it in a doc and then, and then you know, put it out there when you're, when the time is permitting. But, it, but then again, at the same time, if something is trending and you want to be on top of that, obviously you've got to jump on that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, do, you try, do you look at trending topics? Do you try to get that going? Do you try to jump on stuff and get into the conversation? Um, I, I should, I think that's a good strategy. I think it can, me personally, it fills me with like a little bit of anxiety. And so I don't yeah. do it as much as I think I should. What are like, you saying, Rebecca? So, um, I also like, I'm not doing that right now because it feels like that feels like a stupid, like time suck. Like, it, it can be, like, an interesting writing exercise to be, like, oh, like, polo is trending right now. Do you have any thoughts about polo? I, like, I don't know. I feel like there are better uses of my time. Mm, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, all right, we are running out of time, uh, speaking of time. But so let me, go down, let me go down the line. You guys can give me your Twitter handle and a pitch to say why we should follow you. Uh, so, Ariel, you're first. 
my Twitter handle is at Arielle Dundas, A-R-I-E-L-L-E-D-U-N-D-A-S. Uh, and I say funny and smart things about uh, the world. Okay. Uh, Rebecca Kaplan, go. Um, I'm, I'm at Rebecca T. Kaplan, uh, spelled like the SAT prep, prep company, and you should follow <laughs> me because somebody uh, just described me as Mark Marin, but with different glasses. Wow, that's pretty good. I like that. You could do worse. You could definitely do worse. Uh, Steve Cohen, you're up. Uh, yeah, my Twitter handle and Instagram handle are at Monkey in Heaven. M O N K E Y I N H E A V E N. Uh, and uh, unlike uh, Ariel, I post funny and stupid things. So <laughs> if you follow okay. her, follow me, so that it balances out the smart and the stupid. A wide range of things. Um, I am at Brett Singer on Twitter. Uh, you should follow me because I'm delightful, let's face it. Um, so this was great. Thank you guys so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Uh, this is Brett for The Bunker. We will be back um, very, very soon. I'm not sure exactly what day, but we will be back, and we will have an interview, and it will be exciting. So tune in, and above all, stay safe. Bye.